Hello, all. This is Jay uh, chiming in ahead of the episode. Um, I just wanted to mention a few things it's because me and Frank are still new to this whole podcasting thing. So um, we do talk about Game of Thrones in this episode, and we do talk about spoilers. So anyone who hasn't watched the show isn't caught up on the show. And if you listen to this episode, just before we warn, there are spoilers. So I wouldn't listen to it if you haven't watched Game of Thrones. Basically, um, we're going to get better at putting these spoiler warnings ahead of time. Um, within the show and uh, so just so you don't have to worry about that um, we're, we're, we're getting better at that and uh, we're going to start to do those spoiler warnings within the show so don't worry about that um, and if you happen to have uh, stumbled upon this podcast um, we hope that you enjoy listening to us and we hope that you enjoy listening to us so much that you would like share and subscribe uh, to this podcast wherever you may have found it if you found it through anchor or through the many podcasting apps that anchor feeds this uh uh, show too we hope that you like it and li- like and listening to us and uh, we wanted to grow this podcast we have a few listeners we're pretty sure those listeners are friends of ours but uh and to our friends of ours uh thank you for listening and we hope that you enjoy listening to the show as well and we hope that you enjoy it so much that you would like share and subscribe this podcast because we do want to grow this podcast and you know we want to keep doing this we want to keep getting better at it and we want to keep you know uh, putting up podcast weekly and we will be doing that so we hope that you enjoy and thank you for listening hello and welcome back to another episode of manufactured crisis the podcast featuring myself and my weekly guest host frank how you doing today frank good good just uh just just sitting in my bed right now it's great good let's get visual for the people out there um and as far as the people out there there we have a few listeners i don't i'm pretty sure they're friends of ours and uh but just in for future uh listeners of this show i mean hello uh i don't know who you are uh, i would like to hopefully get to know you at a certain point if that is a possible thing i don't know what i'm trying to say yeah, we'd right. like to get to know you if you're not a psychopathic murderer yeah i'd like to clarify that yeah absolutely that's a, that's and that's something you definitely have to clarify with the as far as the internet because there are a lot of crazy people out there but uh yeah. if you happen to stumble on this podcast hello welcome again i'm jay that's frank uh and we like to talk about you know movies and you know, you probably found this podcast on Anchor or one of the many outlets that Anchor filters this podcast to, Apple Podcasts. So we are available all on that, all that stuff. And you, if you've stumbled on us, welcome. I just wanted to say that, reiterate that. And we're going to, and like last week we had our um, our big Oscar episode and I said that that was going to be last time we talked about the Oscars and that's true, but we do have an uh, Oscars adjacent topic to uh talk about and that is because of the great director uh steven spielberg he says some things that uh upset the internet and honestly upset me as well um i think it i think spielberg like i say he's a great director and um he's he's one of my favorite directors he's made a lot of movies that i love and he's definitely an inspiration but i think he says some things that showed he may be a little bit out of touch and the things he said, uh, so basically the story came out saying how Spielberg was going to uh, voice his concern about Netflix competition, Oscar competition specifically, to in the Academy, Board Academy. Um, and basically he wants to initiate some type of rule change that uh, kind of is targeting the Netflix and streaming movies to basically say that uh, they shouldn't be 
uh, given the same weight as theatrically released films because um, he believes that and he said before I'm going to read a quote from Steven Spielberg saying that he said uh, once you've committed to a television format you're a TV movie and he believes that these uh, movies like if it's good they deserve an Emmy but not an Oscar uh, so he's doubling down on that basically now and he wants to initiate some type of rule change that basically doesn't uh, let these Netflix movies uh, qualify for an Oscar because, you know, the rule that basically lets these movies be nominated in the first place is that if they have a theatrically released uh, run for at, le at least a week, uh, they can qualify for an Academy Award. So basically, he wants to change that and uh, basically, yeah, try to basically try to knock Netflix out of, the, of uh, Oscar competition, which they've only garnered more over the years. Roma winning big uh, this year with corona winning best director and best foreign film and stuff like that but frank what do you think about this so okay um i i understand where steven Spielberg is coming from right um i like him like i think even you mm -hmm. believe that it is a sad thing mm -hmm. that less people are going to the movies yeah um i am not going to tell you it is a good thing that that more people are watching films on Netflix than in the theater. Going to a theater is a better experience. I agree. And I don't care what you say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and there might be someone who says, yeah, but it's better to just watch on your couch. Yeah, but then you're not going to give it your 100% attention, you know, because there's it's just a different atmosphere, right? So anyways, and the sound is better, and it's better to see it on. There's a thousand reasons why it's a better experience. So I will start off by saying that. I will also say that I believe you're kind of – fighting a battle which you i mean even if you win it for a year or two you're going to lose it in the end mm -hmm. more and more films are going to netflix and when it eventually occurs disney streaming service mm -hmm. you know so and hulu and amazon and everything else so this is just kind of the way the world is going and to kind of push back against it is you know, uh, it's, it's kind of I a, understand it and yeah. I get where he's coming from, but I don't think you're going to win. Right. I agree. I think it's just like it just unfortunately it's kind of showing uh, a side of Spielberg that shows he's a bit out of touch and um, maybe yeah. just like, yeah, I mean, I, and I understand his like, like you said, I definitely agree that the theatrical experience is nothing compared to watching a movie on Netflix. I think yeah, I think it's better for sure. I mean, sure the 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 fight back against that is that you know TVs have only gotten better and they're getting bigger and the sounds getting better and a lot of people are putting a lot of money into their home theaters, and that's been true for a long time. Like the TVs obviously have only gotten better since, but like that's people have been having home theaters and like stuff like that for years now. And like yes, it's getting better, but it does definitely doesn't touch the uh, the theatrical experience. But I think the thing is, um, yeah, like you like we we're saying, it's basically it's kind of a lost cause to for Spielberg to to kind of bring this up at this point because some of these uh, platforms, this is the only way that these movies are going to garner any attention or or going to get made even. Uh, like I'm sure a movie like Roma, uh, because it has a director like Corone, could have been made regardless and could have had a theatrical run but it's like we like netflix doesn't release their numbers but i'm sure there it, it's definitely could be stated that more people watch roma because it was on netflix than would have been if it were just a theatrically released movie 
and not have put like started out on, uh, as a Netflix movie. I think that's only you know going I to imagine be true you're for correct more about movies. that. I think that's only going to become more of a thing with uh with more movies that get put on on, on Netflix. No, and and yeah, and I agree a thousand percent. Um, and uh, you know what this kind of reminds me of, and and tell me if I'm off base, but you know was the art of 15 to 10 to even currently years ago about you know when digital was really starting to take over and you had a handful of filmmakers who you know said that oh well if the movies all become digital and digital projection it's not even movies anymore Mm -hmm. because movie is about film right and we kind of had lost (laughs) Mm -hmm. um the one war i'm actually happy we won was that all movies didn't become 3d because there might be who don't realize this. Um, if you're our age or older, you do. That there was like a legitimate fear after Avatar that all movies were going to be 3D. Oh, absolutely. That existed for like a, like a period of time. Yeah. That, I you remember, remember that? I remember that very well. Um, after, the, yeah, after Avatar, it seems like every movie, every movie that was being released, like even movies that didn't make sense were being promoted as, oh, see it in 3D. And it was just like, you know, a lot of movies that weren't shot in 3D. Like, the thing that I think a lot of studios didn't realize, or like, they were, it was clear that uh, it was coming a trend because, like, Avatar was shot, was shot to be put in 3D. But uh, what a lot of movies yes. were doing were post converting the movies to 3D just to capitalize off that extra money that they would get from it being released in 3D. And that was the scary part because it was just like, it's one thing if a movie is shot, like shot to be put in 3D. That's like I've seen movies like that, and they're they're cool. But like I've seen movies that have just been post converted, and it's just like it gives me a headache. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like just, why? Why are you? It's doing just like this? what's the point? And it's just like yeah, I remember that. It's a very that's a good point. So, so anyways, so you don't you don't lose all of the battles when it comes to technology, right? Um, but you lose most of them, <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is one that's going to be lost. Um. And not and Netflix isn't bad. I'm I've been subscribing to Netflix since I don't know 2014. I don't know. I'm, I haven't gotten my five year chip yet. I'm not sure. Um, I'm waiting for it in the mail. But you know, I uh, I'm not gonna say it's all bad. But I agree with what Steven Spielberg is saying in principle. You know, I just don't see him coming out as the winner on this. No, absolutely. Uh, not. Uh, I think yeah, and I think the internet is pretty much. Uh prove that um i think there aren't many i saw that were supporting the uh spielberg side and like one big name that came out against uh spielberg was uh director ava duvernay who you know was very mm-hmm. who has had a few uh netflix releases um or at least she had the uh documentary 13th she has another one coming up uh, it looks like that is also going to be uh like a docuseries kind of or, or like a, it's a series a four-part series that's also going to be on netflix but uh she she pointed out the fact that she's had she said uh only she's only had one film distribute distributed like internationally and it's it wasn't selma it wasn't the disney made uh wrinkle in time it was the movie uh 13th that was distributed by netflix and she she was just pointing out that the fact that you know a movie as big as like a wrinkle of time didn't get seen in as many countries as the movie the that she got on netflix uh got distributed and that that that's important and i think that's that's a good point like the fact that like i said like i said what i was talking about roman earlier i just think the impact it's just shown like you said like people have been subscribed to netflix for years now and They've only been putting more and more content into 
their their platform and more and more things are getting seen because of because of netflix and more and more movies like are getting made and and are getting getting like you know getting seen because of the netflix platform because of the streaming platform and that's just only gonna it's only gonna grow no i mean i i agree it's it's not going away so it's definitely not um hopefully wrinkle in time may have been shown in more theaters had it been better though just throwing that out there sorry yeah (laughs) (laughs) I, i didn't see the movie myself i didn't hear it i heard that it wasn't wasn't great but um yeah, I mean it's still crazy that a movie that it was a pretty big movie. It's a Disney. It's a Disney, Disney movie. It's movie. Oprah movie. But yeah, I mean, it just shows you the impact that Netflix has. I guess the other thing that I know we are both excited about talking about, and it's been teased, and um, since our first episode, Frank, you in particular have been very excited to talk about a certain uh, show that is going to be back. It's coming back in April. Game of Thrones. Oh, we got. It's uh, it's gonna be back in uh, April, and we are excited to talk about. It. We're finally gonna talk about Game of Thrones. Um, Frank, I just wanna when 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 did you start watching Game of Thrones? Because uh, okay, I, so I didn't really know if you're a, if you are a super loyal Game of Thrones fan, you're probably gonna hate me. Uh, I started watching it in the fall of 2017. Okay, uh, and I watched. I did not binge it because I. I consider binging to be like you watch like a season in like a day or two or something. Yeah. I, I did not do that. Right. Um, I watched an episode or two a day for what would be about two months. Wow. So it was like it was like a ritual yeah. it, more than like a binging of sorts. <laughs> um, and just a weird personal note. Um, when I was watching the show, I, uh, met a woman who became my now ex and whose name was Starks. Hmm. And I thought the whole thing was like, Oh my God, this is like Ned Stark is trying to tell. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, anyways, that was just a really weird thing that happened. Uh, but long story short. Um, so I watched, I watched it all at once and I've watched, I've rewatched you know parts but i have not done a full rewatching. i also do not have hbo go mm-hmm. uh so um hey if you're willing to <laughs> set, email me you, <laughs> your hbo go information franzer 93 at gmail.com <laughs> anyways um <laughs> quick plug um usually it's patreon this time it's right. just my personal email <laughs> i will gladly take it right. um anywho but uh, no, I mean, I just think it's uh, I just think it's an incredible show. It might be the best show on TV. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm, well, yeah, that, uh, eh. it's definitely that, well. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm think... gonna step. I'm gonna step back on that. It's one of the best. It's shows one of the on best. TV. It's one of the best shows um, on TV for sure. So unlike you, you you said you had a, a, a ritual experience with Game of Thrones. That's that's dedication. Um, I I am a big fan of the binge. I will say I've done it quite a bit uh in my life so far um since that's become a, a possibility um actually it's funny enough like before even like like netflix like i i used to binge shows like uh, i don't know if i i, could, I mean statute limitations on this i used to watch uh shows binge shows illegally back when that's the way you had to do it um before they were all on these streaming platforms i used to i binge watch uh dexter um just like by finding these links on online and stuff like that so i've been binge watching before with school i'm, I'm hipster in that way i guess but uh as far as game of thrones 
Well, how do you think I watched Game of Thrones without having HBO Go? Well, Jay, there you go. <laughs> it's, 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 it, Game of Thrones is the most pirated um, uh, uh, show ever, I believe. So there you go. <laughs> um, but as far as uh, my my binging of Game of Thrones, it happened, and I wasn't. Um, I didn't. I wasn't one of the. I wa- I'm not a book reader, and I wasn't on the show when it first started. I'd heard about it actually from a uh a uh, I've uh front uh, Frank uh Huffy uh actually is the one who uh started talking to me about this show. It's funny enough two of my favorite shows being Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad both were recommended to me from one Nate Hoffman. Um and you know, does that mean he gets like an executive producer credit on this podcast now? He, he might. I don't know. God damn it! <laughs> uh, Expect but, a letter in the mail from some law firm in <laughs> Indiana. Yeah, but uh, so in in classic, uh, just like our relationship, I I ignored him on, on both fronts with uh, both Breaking Bad <laughs> and Game of Thrones. So I didn't watch the show off his recommendation recommendation right away. Um, but eventually, I did get to both shows. I binge watched Breaking Bad. And then I eventually got to Game of Thrones. And that's when I, uh, it was in the year of 2015 that I did it. So it was when it was in, uh, right, it was after season five had already premiered and done its run. So I binge watched this entire show from seasons one to five in like three days. Um, <laughs> I. That's insane. I, it's, it was, I, that's it's insane. very much, it's very crazy. Um, I did not leave basement for hours at a time was i living with you then no this was this is when i was back home um okay um i watched 50 hours of tv in like three days um, <laughs> and it was an experience for sure so i don't know how much you knew about and you spoke show. dothraki when you emerged from the basement <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure i did uh, <laughs> i'm sure i did i don't know uh how much you knew about the show going into it uh frank but i didn't know much i think i knew the most i knew was about season one so i knew that ned stark wasn't in the rest of the seasons so i figured mm-hmm. something was gonna happen. i didn't know i don't think i knew exactly what was gonna happen to him but i pretty much knew and huffy pretty much like was like the his pitch of the show was that you can't get attached to these characters because you don't know what's going to happen to them so i figured you know oh sean bean is on the cover of you know he's on the poster and of the first season and i don't see him in any other of the season's promotion so sure i'm sure something was going to happen to him but uh, besides that i didn't know a lot about the show so uh like i said i binged it I'm just watching countless hours with very few breaks of, of Game of Thrones. And I get to season three. The, I believe it's in the middle. Are you talking about the Red Wedding? I am talking about the Red Wedding. Yeah, sure. I, <laughs> my reaction to this, um, I, it, I remember, I was pretty sure it was like the middle of the night at this point when I got to, to the Red Wedding. And I remember exactly what I did. I was sitting, I had moved around the basement. Of, like, so I was, at this point, I was like, I, I, I was literally covered by a blanket. And the only light in the basement was from my computer. And I'm sitting in the middle of the night watching the show. And I'm like, this is it's the scene. This, this, the music's playing. And it's getting very weird and ominous. And the moment right before the knife goes into uh, Rob Stark's Callum wife. Stark. Yep. Uh, no, no. Right before it goes into Rob Stark's wife's pregnant stomach. Oh, I sure. Paused the, I slammed on my space bar. And I was like, no. No, 
no, no. I this this moment was not, I like I'm pretty sure I, I, it was it was insane. I just I I already I was like kind of in this like very weird Ben's like mind frame, and it just kind of like snapped me out of it because like I had no idea it was coming, and it was it was I mean obviously it's one of the most famed. Uh, um, moments of the show, and I'm, I'm like, for whatever reason, it's one of the most famous wedding scenes in TV history. <laughs> it, it is behind Jim and Pam getting married, of course. Of course, um, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, so I didn't know that moment was. Uh, it, I just wanted to know, like, were, was it the same for you, or did you know about the red wedding? So before? here's here's my issue. So um, all I really knew going into Game of Thrones, and I watched it after what well, this this would been post-season 7, because I only watched it in, again, the fall of 17. I knew that there was something called the Red Wedding. I didn't know when it happened, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know who it involved. Mm -hmm. All I knew was that there was going to be some wedding that was going to be bad. (laughs) Because when that episode happened, or, you know, everyone talked about it, and I think I may have watched a Jimmy Fallon or yeah. Kimmel or whatever, and they yeah, were making yeah, jokes yeah. about it. I'm like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> but but years later, I'm like, okay, I remember that people have talked about this really bad wedding thing. Mm-hmm. So at some point, there's going to be a wedding, and the shit's going to hit the fan. And so when that was kind of getting ready to happen, I'm like, all right, something's going to happen. <laughs> you're still, and what I will say is, you're still not ready for it. No, you're not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> like, they don't tell you, oh, they're going to stab a pregnant lady in the belly <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> 20 times. You can know, like, oh, there's going to be uh, some murders at a wedding. But you're not ever ready for that no. image. No. So that is kind of how I can say that you can even be kind of prepared for it and still just go, oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I was... I was somewhat prepared for that moment. That is the only moment I was prepared for, mm-hmm. really. So you didn't know um, about uh, you didn't know about Ned Stark, or did you kind of figure the same thing I did? I kind of thought it would happen, but I didn't know how or what. I mean, I was kind of surprised when they, you know, he gets the uh, gets his head chopped off. Yeah. That I still was like, oh wow, they're actually they're, they're he's dead. All right. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was gonna die at some point, but I was just like, I I was kind of surprised when it happened then. The only other thing that didn't surprise me was when Joffrey died. Oh, I was, um, at that point, I was also like a middle of the night experience. Nothing but my computer light was on. And like, it was the opposite reaction of the Red Wedding where like, I paused the screen and like in this anticipation trying to build myself be like, oh no, oh no, oh no. With the Joffrey thing, I was like cheering. I was like, yes, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, I was so so happy when that happened. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous how excited I was to see yeah. a a child die on the show. Um, but he is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I have to bring up one thing. I wish, and of course, this doesn't exist, and probably won't until maybe until we're really old, or maybe even well past the time we die. Mm-hmm. But if we could, if I could go back in time <laughs> and replay a video of you telling Huffy that you didn't want to watch Breaking Bad. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> Yeah, I would want to see that moment too. I would, and if I could reenact myself, I would smack the smack the shit out of myself. <laughs> just... Do you want to remind? <laughs> I would like you to deliver like you watch that scene. Do you know the monologue Shawshank Redemption? 
mm-hmm. where they have Morgan Freeman talk about how he'd like to talk to the version of himself yeah. uh, that murdered somebody. Yeah. I'd like to speak. I'd like to speak to him. <laughs> I'd like to talk to him. <laughs> just imagine. Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, um, just the idea of you saying you didn't want to watch Breaking Bad is just, it's just too mean, rich for you me. Know, it, it, was, um, it, was, it was huffy. I didn't. But anyways, <laughs> um, it was huffy. It wasn't me. Um, no, I, I got you. Um, so, I mean, Huffy probably recommended some company that we should buy that we didn't. And he's going to become like a multi, multi-millionaire. And we're just going to be like, whoop, whoop. So anyways, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, those are like two of the shocking moments in the show and i kind of saw them coming mm. uh but i don't know it is what it is to some degree but yeah no i'm just i'm very excited obviously so season eight is it's fast approaching um and obviously yeah we're both we're both big fans we didn't start off with like we said we didn't start off at the beginning of the show we didn't read the books so if you're mad about that so what we're still big fans of the show we still are are very much excited for season eight uh, i know i've heard or like read online that um there are some some mixed reactions to season seven as far as like just from the fans of more so from the book side uh they uh just kind of because season seven is definitely a, it's a different it's a different uh season of game of thrones just because we're in the end game of the show and there's a lot of characters, there's a lot of storylines, there's a lot of things happening in the show, and we're hurtling towards the, the end. So, a lot of things, like, it was a very fast-paced season, a lot of things uh, are happening in the show now. A lot of characters are meeting up that had never crossed paths before, a lot of characters are, you know, just, they're, we're, we're, def- we're setting up things, we're, we're trying to close past storylines. And so a lot of things happening uh, very, very quickly. And they're off the books. Yeah, and they're off the books now completely. Uh, George R. R. Martin is locked up in in a room somewhere, still trying to cram out those books. Or at least the book fans hope Which that's what's happening. I don't think will ever happening. happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I actually, I, I'm considering reading the books after the show is done. I, I don't want to read them before, but I would like to possibly read them afterwards. But So hopefully it does finish. But yeah that's season seven i actually i i love season seven i loved a lot of things that were were going down in in the show and i think we we ended um on on a on a very interesting uh point on that last season and it's gonna get it's definitely gonna get very interesting as far as the where season eight is going to kind of kind of take us we only get six episodes this this uh year the six final episodes but they're going to be six longer episodes. Yeah, well, at least a few of them are going to be longer. Yeah, basically they've been described as like six, like basically like mini movies. So I'm very excited mm. about that. Um, yeah, uh, as far as uh, season season seven and where you think we where we're heading to, what, what do you think, Frank? Also, I think um, I might be in the minority here. I think the true antagonist of season eight will not be the Night King. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will be Cersei Lannister. Mm-hmm. Um, because honestly, she has been the antagonist pretty much from the get-go. Oh, yeah. I mean, even she was, she is pretty much, I mean, if the Starks are kind of the good guys, so Mm -hmm. to speak, Mm -hmm. she has been kind of the enemy to some degree. Right. This whole time. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think that that is going to be how the show ends. I think that the Night King, obviously... How do you ignore him? But I think that that will 
that will be over and done with by episode three, four at the most. And I think in the end, it's going to be about, you know, uh, what is left of the Targaryen Stark army versus what Sir Lannister has with the, the gold company and, um, the Iron Islands with Euron mm-hmm. and with her own people, with the Lannisters and with the Kingsguard. Just because I, again, I think that, I think that she is the true nemesis. I mean, what would feel better, a Stark killing the Night King or a Stark killing Cersei Lannister? I think that's an easy question. Yeah. Oh yeah. And who, um, who would you want? What Stark would you want to to kill Cersei? I think it's going to be Arya. You think so? Yeah. Oh, I'm almost sure of it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's the that's the. I won't say the obvious consensus. choice, but I think that's the consensus. I think that's the most like wanted. But honestly, I would love to see Sansa kill Cersei because that, man, that I'm, would be fitting. I'm rewatching the show, and like I remember, I, I had mixed feelings about I mean, obviously because I didn't know the journey that Sansa was going to go on and where she was going to eventually land in season mm-hmm. by season seven. So she definitely starts off as like a brat. But, like, very quickly, a lot of shit starts to happen to her. And it's just, like, rewatching the show, like, man, she is she is getting a very bad go of it during, the, like, the very early season of the show. But also, it's very interesting just to see, like, how she, like, handles Joffrey. It shows that she got something deep. In, she's had something deep inside of her that eventually makes sense that she got to the point where she is in season seven where she's, like... Yeah, she's like she's a major player. She's like a badass now, and like, well, she's she, not, she's not she to be is, messed with. Ru- at this point, she is running. I mean, ugh, she's kind of uh, running Winterfell. Yeah, that's not kind of. That's just true. Yeah, because knowing what we know now, Jon Snow can't really do it, <laughs> <laughs> and that would make her the most senior Stark. Mm-hmm. And so, and and she certainly earned it, obviously. Oh, so yeah, no, she is she is put up with a whole lot of shit. Oh yeah. And uh, no, I mean she's she's become a very a very dynamic character. I just don't see her getting that close to Cersei, but I may be wrong. Yeah. If but... you want my opinion, <laughs> which I'm just going to give it to you, <laughs> I think that the the way that Cersei will die is that um, Arya is going to faceless man her way into the Red Keep, possibly even as, like, a Kyburn, you know, fucking kill Cersei when she least expects it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my guess. But, I mean, I really don't know. Yeah. I haven't written an outline for how I think every episode's going to go. I haven't done that. No, you totally haven't done that. No, I've done it. No, you, you did, did it. You yeah, did I've it. done it. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely think Cersei is not going to make it out of this show alive. I think that's, she has, that's what's definitely what she has coming to her because yeah, she's definitely been, I mean, she's the reason why, uh, Bran is pushed out of the window because I mean, yep. Jamie did it because, because of her and like speaking, mm-hmm. of, speaking of Jamie, like it, also going back to my rewatch, it's crazy that we like this guy now. Like, cause we do like this guy. Yeah. Now, right. And in the beginning oh, of the I show, he is think, he is terrible. Does anyone not like Jamie? I don't think so. No, he's very likable now. Like, but at the start of the show, he is he's a shit. <laughs> he is terrible. Well, he's as bad as her. Yeah, and it's just like that's that's a character who like just like similar to Sansa. I just like it's the show is so good because 
like the evolution of all these characters it's just it's crazy how well like even like Cersei like there are moments in the show that like even though she is for the overall point she's she's not a good person but there are definitely points in the show where you kind of feel bad for her and then like you have a kid all of her kids die yeah exactly how do you not feel bad for no it's 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 crazy and like it's just like i love the show for that reason because it's like there are very few characters in the show where you just have i mean you definitely have your the characters you root against the entire show joffrey uh ramsey you know you there are characters you hate in the show there are like a lot of characters you have mixed feelings about and they just go on these very interesting journeys well and those are the characters where you don't understand why they are those are the characters in which they are just pretty much presented as evil Mm -hmm. like you never really there is no backstory where joffrey says like oh well when i was a kid my father beat no (laughs) it's just like he is an asshole from birth Mm mm-hmm Total douche. Yeah, Same is true of Joffrey. Yeah. Whereas with Cersei, you can see why she is the person she is. Mm-hmm. Number one, her fucking dad is Tywin Lannister, yeah. who is a sinister and as cynical as, as there ever was yeah. individual. Right. So from day one, that's who's been teaching her how to be a person. Right. And then she has... I mean, within just, you know, a few years, all of her kids die, mm-hmm. one from suicide, two are murdered. So you can see how that can turn someone who is already kind of bred to be a cynical, sinister individual into being far worse than that. I guess on the contrary is, Jamie Lannister has in pretty much every way been dealt the same hand mm-hmm. as Cersei. And yet... He has shown that when you have tragedy in front of you, and he has also had all of his children die because, yeah, of course, because of incest babies. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, but he is. He was also imprisoned mm-hmm. for what a, a year, or I don't know how long timeline. But yeah. you know, yeah, he was imprisoned for a while mm-hmm. and has his hand cut off. Yeah. And this and like his hand is the what he is. It's not like as a like master swordsman he kind of fucking needs that hand right, that's a no, huge yeah, point of pride it's, it's interesting um, he uh he and he points out in the very first episode or in the second episode uh that he would rather die than be a cripple because uh you know yeah exactly because he says that after he finds out that brand survived the fall you know he was talking i think it was he's talking to his brother uh Tyrion, and he said he'd rather die than be a cripple and then it obviously that was that was uh for foreshadow in that moment but yeah yeah you were saying no, so anyways, and uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, I mean, what else he has had happened to him at this point. I mean, I think those I mean, are the major issues yeah, but right, I mean, right now. He's also had to watch, you know, his sister, who also happens to oh, be well, his, sure. his lover. You know, he, he has seen, he's like, he's been shown, because he's also spent so much time away from her. And with these people like, like Brie of Tarf, who are like actual good people. And, you know, he even like his like spending time, like he obviously has a very uh, he's the only one who really likes his brother Tyrion. So that relationship is always like like been effective on him. And like, I just think he like he's had these outside respect perspectives of his family and it's particularly yeah. of Cersei that like when he's get when he gets thrown back like and he's back with her, he's seeing like from a, a different point of view like like what how how 
bad his sister actually is like as a person and i just think that also that eventually leads to the moment where he he can't take it anymore as much as he as he you know loves her he has to walk away from her by, by the end of the show or last season well i think cersei and, and and jamie and maybe this was my point is that when you have tragedy occur to you mm-hmm. you can you can go a few different ways and one of them is to become a more bitter individual Right. Or the other one, perhaps, is to grow. Mm-hmm. And Jamie grows and Cersei does not. Right. And that kind of shows that, you know, I guess the two the, the two ways you can go. Oh, I forgot maybe one of Jamie's maybe his original tragedy, of course. He kills the king who is about to kill everyone right. and gets a shitty-ass nickname for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, he gets the shit for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, hey, thanks for saving us all. Bitch, like that's basically <laughs> what happened, and it's just like, oh, oh, that's the Kingslayer. Yeah, the one who saved us all. Yeah, but he sucks. <laughs> like what? Right. You right. know, I mean, he's kind of a tragic character. He's, so, he's definitely he's um, one of the most tragic characters for sure. Um, I mean, really, they all are. They, they there's all are. one I character mean, who isn't a tragic character. That's true. That's, I mean, that's the that is the the world of Game of Thrones, and I, I guess that kind of leads to one of the questions I had. Do you think? Do you think in this very very tragic world, this very cynical Game of Thrones world, do you think this show will actually have a happy ending? <sighs> I believe it will. Um, I believe there will be sadness in it. Mm-hmm. Like I think that we're gonna lose one of our favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Um and and that I I think Daenerys is gonna make it out alive. Really? I think mm-hmm. yeah I do. I think either John or Tyrion, hopefully mm-hmm. not both, but oh. goddamn it, I'm ready for it. I mean, will die. Yeah, I don't want Tyrion to die. <laughs> I don't want Tyrion. I don't either. But I'm just like all you know. If everything's John, on the table. If John dies, like I feel like it would suck. But I mean, we saw him die before. So yeah, we can handle it. We can handle. Which is why they more. might kill. I mean, I just be ready for something terrible. You no, know, no, that's why. I, that's why I asked the question. Like, I, I don't think. I think. Um, I don't know if happy is the right word. Uh, the the word that's kind of been thrown around by like cast and crew is bittersweet, and I mm-hmm. think in the world of Game of Thrones, that means it's probably going to be a pretty shitty ending as far as like the, our feelings after the show. I think it's going to be. I think this season will be great. I think it will be a satisfying ending i just think it won't necessarily be like happy or like it won't make you feel good it'll make you feel things i don't think it'll make you feel good i think it will end in that king's landing not king's landing but westeros as a whole and maybe essos who's to say mm-hmm. will you will see that it is going in a direction which is non-chaotic mm-hmm. right um because since we've begun watching game of thrones or since game of thrones not since we have begun but the world of game of thrones basically takes westeros which has been in relative peace Mm -hmm. since robert's rebellion and is like all right well we've had this and it's all gonna go to shit right right and that is because of internal and external forces i think it will end with them kind of with order being restored but that there will be you know uh some of our favorite characters who will die because of that Mm -hmm. and so i think as as you said bittersweet in that characters are going to die but at the same it's going to show that they died for a noble cause right yeah and it's i I think that you say that i think i think danny actually will be one of those characters i think that 
I think she will serve her purpose as far as like bringing some bringing like she will make it to King's Landing. She will fight the fight that she's been saying she's gonna fight since season one or in the season one, and I think she's gonna like succeed in maybe taking down Cersei. Maybe she's the one to kill Cersei, uh, Cersei or. She has something to do with it. She's the reason why someone else is able to do it. I think she does do that, but I, I think she probably won't make it out. Um, you think Danny dies? I think Danny has a has a big chance of dying. Yes, I think. Wow. I think that, like I said, I just, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I just think it would have a definitely have a. Obviously, we've been following. This is a. She's just had the most away time as far as like like her storyline and like it's only got it's obviously gotten closer and closer to her her goals and like I said I think she will succeed for the most part in achieving her goals but I think to get to that point where you're saying that the the world is less chaotic in a way I think I think she doesn't live to see uh, her her profi- pro- uh, prophecy fulfilled I think she achieves it and then dies because of it i think i just think yeah i I feel like that would be a very game of thrones way because like that's why i I think the question of will the show have a happy ending this is not a happy show this is game of thrones no where if you 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 play the that should be on the on the poster it should be it really should you when you play the game of thrones you win or you die i think she will win Mm -hmm. and die (laughs) i think that's what will happen to to danny um but yeah, so I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, it's coming, um, and this won't be the last time that we talk about Game of Thrones. Obviously, when oh, the shows now. when the shows back, we will talk about the episodes as they are aired, and yeah, we'll, we'll have a few other conversations as far as Game of Thrones beforehand. But that being said, um, Frank, you had you brought up an interesting uh, little game you wanted to play, and I no oh boy. I'm ready. I'm ready to do that. Fulfill that game. Um, Frank, you you wouldn't say. Oh yeah. You wouldn't call yourself a very um, hip person. You would probably describe it as being hip. Um, uh, probably yeah. <laughs> you you aren't necessarily um, very attached to the pop culture lingo and just the the natural goings on so just basically just kind of kind of tell the people what what you brought up to me and why why we're doing this so there are a lot of things in pop culture um you know whether it is sayings or songs or people that are wildly popular i am the kind of guy who will see that a video has like 500 million views on youtube and i'll just go like i don't know if anyone in that <laughs> song you know right. I, don't, I don't even like know who to describe but like there are just there are several things that i'm like oh my god this is really po-. like i'm the kind of person who turns on the radio and it's not to say i don't listen to new music i just don't listen to like top 40 so right. take that for what you will do you want to call me an elitist asshole that's fine it's not the first <laughs> time won't be the last i and i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying i don't listen to it i because that stuff is honestly starting to i'm starting to and it hurts to say this mm-hmm. but i'm starting to age out of that mm-hmm. like aha i don't like that <laughs> but like it's they're not so a lot of the top 40 stuff or or other mask media right. is not being made for people like me i think yeah 
I mean, that's... and that hurts to realize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just thought it would be interesting. I guess because right. I know Jay, you are you're pretty up on pop culture. I, I mean, think. I mean, hell, the... you you ran you run a podcast. I mean, it's true. I do. Um, uh, um, I I would say like you bring up a good point as far as like starting to age out of things. I sometimes feel that way too. Like, it, and it does hurt. It it sucks. Um, because there are things that. Like, like I still like I've, I've gotten to that point where if I hear a song that's like a new song it's a top 40 song and it's like if if something catches my ear, I'll listen to it. But there and then there's a lot of things that that is the new thing uh, that the new like I don't listen to a lot of the mumble rap and like a lot of the names that I see. I'm like, what the hell is that? It looks like a bunch of what fucking, is mumble rap? Uh, so <laughs> there you go. That's our first one. Um, uh, so mumble rap is like, you ever heard of, um, uh, let's see. I have to look up these names. Cause like I said, I don't listen to it. L- Little Yachty. That's one of them. You ever heard of him? Oh, heavens no. <laughs> uh, so that's one of the, it's basically, um, I'm sure you ever heard of Little Pump? That's a little one. pump. Little pump. Yes. He did, yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah, it's basically. I mean, you're gonna have names like that. You're gonna have names like Little Pump, um, Little Yachty. A lot of Littles are in these. Uh... I'm surprised that Lil <laughs> has stood the test of time. It has stood the test of time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rappers no. have been going by rappers have been going by Lil for <laughs> some degree for pretty much our whole lives. Right. No, yeah, that's it's true. That's kind of wild, right? It's it's very I true. Don't know. Um, sure. So yeah, that's that's the thing that that I've kind of uh, fallen out of. I I listen to what I listen to. I like what I like. I listen to a lot of stuff that uh that I've been listening to for a while. So it, it I I basically I have to catch up too sometimes and kind of fall back into it. But yes, uh, Frank, as far as long as I know you, you have the tendency to bring things up that have been a thing either for a few weeks or a few years so um you're definitely you're definitely not in the know i would say but um so this is a little test so you don't know what mumble rap is you said that you know what a snack is would you like to uh elaborate a snack is an attractive person yes that is correct yes yes okay all right it's a snack (laughs) it's basically a way of saying yes that that person is is a snack he you are attracted to the person Mm -hmm. um well is is a snack snack is only for a man or can that be a woman i i think it goes it goes either way both both you know it can it can refer to both for sure um i think it's okay it can be both it's more i think it is said more towards males i believe uh if i would i would say generally it probably goes more towards males but it definitely can be used for for both uh basically okay and do you know the variation sometimes some so somebody can be a snack and also someone can be a whole snack do you what's a whole snack <laughs> so basically that's basically like saying so like a snack is like all right yeah you think that person is cute but like a whole snack is like uh you like you are basically like you're like majorly you're majorly crushing on them you, you really think that they're, they're attractive Why basically it's that just be it's, it's an emphasis it's an emphasis you can say you can some people say it, it goes in variations you can be a whole snack you can some people you know clap back you know what that means uh, <laughs> Do you know that? i know clap back is to 
it pretty much only is on social media. Like, mm-hmm. no one can clap back <laughs> in talking. Right. That's just, that's just, like, that's not clapping back. That's just, like, I don't know, that's, like, talking shit. <laughs> like, if I was to say something mean to you, and then you said something mean to me, I wouldn't be like, oh, you just clap back. I'd be like, oh, you just talked to me. Right. So Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it, yeah, I feel like clap back has to be social media exclusive. It, it kind of is. It kind of is. Um, but basically, if you call someone, a, it, it can be used in varying degrees of, like, talking shit, but also, like, if you call someone a snack and then someone else claps back and says, no, he's not a snack, he's a whole snack, or, you know, he's not a whole snack, he's a meal. Like it can, like basically, you know, it can keep going. Oh, jeez, <laughs> it can keep going. But basically, the emphasis is a snack. So, but you, you know what that is. Um, would you? Say, I didn't realize people clapped back on the degrees of snackability. It, 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 you can clap back on a lot of things. Um, <laughs> um, that's the name of the episode. That is, that is the name. All right, so let's just say, let's how can I? I'm gonna see how I put this. Would you say? that you're in your bag friends what do you mean in my bag are you in your bag what <laughs> would you say um, that you are in your bag or are you not in your bag were i you, don't know what that you... means so i don't want to confirm or deny anything i'm so, a bag I'm, so who... I'm not gonna say if i'm in my bag i don't even know what a, what is my bag <laughs> Um, so, I'm just, oh, it's funny. Um, so, are, when you're at work, are you in your bag? Are you? I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, would you say that you're, as far as the conversation we had about Game of Thrones, were you in your bag on that conversation? I don't know what in a, I don't know what, who, what is a bag? A bag of what? <laughs> Alright, this is fun. Um, basically... If you're in your bag, that means you're you're in the zone. You're in you're in focus. You're focused. You're 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 in your bag. <laughs> you're this is just basically a way of saying like it's basically just a way of saying that you know I'm on my grind. I'm doing what I gotta do. I'm handling my business. I'm in my bag. You get it? I yeah. I mean, I understand. I mean, like I get what you meant when you said like you're in the zone. Yeah. I just I've never heard someone say they're in their bag. <laughs> If someone said that to me, I'd be, I would probably like look at them like they were a kook. And then I would like go back to what I was doing. <laughs> also, no one says kook, do they? I don't think people say kooked. Um, <laughs> kook, whatever. Uh, I don't think so. So that's, that was, that was good. Um, so Fuck. let's, let's say that um, you were in your bag and someone asks you to show them the receipts would you be able to do that metaphorical receipts or not receipts i don't get receipts because i'm green <laughs> so i don't ever ask for receipts so when you <laughs> actually i don't get receipts because i green is probably the most gangster thing i've ever said <laughs> Uh, uh so <laughs> if you were yeah, sorry, let's say uh, let's uh let's say you're doing a story at work um and you know it's you worked hard on it you know it, you put it out there and the first comment that you see is show me the receipts what would be your reaction to that i i do a standardized deduction i don't need to <laughs> 
<laughs> I do a standardized deduction, and I don't need receipts. That's a weird. Back up uh, off me. That's it's a weird flex, but okay. You, you, you know what I'm saying. It's <laughs> a weird flex. I know what that means. Okay, that's good. That's good. All right, that was one. That's you passed that test. But basically, uh, showing the receipts, uh, you'll see this a lot on just like Twitter. It's it's often used on Twitter. Basically, it's basically saying, "Show me the proof." Like show me, show show me that you mean it. Show me where this is true. Show me the receipts. It's basically like if you pay if you if you pay for something and you want to return it, you gotta show the receipts to prove that you pay for it. Basically, that's it's just giving proof. Show me the receipts. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I would just I. Why can't you just say prove? <laughs> <laughs> because it's funner. And more catchy and more in the culture to say, show me the receipts. It's more in the bag. It's more in the bag to say, show me the receipts. I don't think I used in the bag right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Wait a minute. Is that what Gucci Mane is talking about in the song, I Get the Bag? Uh, I don't know what song you're referring to, but maybe. <laughs> oh, it's a good song. Anyways, you should try it. Some- I don't I just thought that bag meant money, but maybe it means something else. I mean, who's to it, say? Oh, Gucci can who's to say, I suppose. It, <laughs> a bag, <laughs> I don't even know what to say right don't now. Know. It's just it's hilarious. Uh, a bag can refer to money. I gotta go get. Okay. Like, I gotta go get another bag. It's, I get, it's it's a referring money, other paraphernalia. Um, you know. It is. It's a thing. I always just figured that like Gucci deals in money in bags of money. I don't yes. deal in bags of money. I deal in like you know, very not not bags at all. Right. No. I mean, yeah. And that's why I also so, refers to like in my bag <laughs> refers to like if you're in your bag, you're out there, you're going to get you're you're working hard, so you're getting that money, so you have you in your bag. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I would say I am in my Bank of America. <laughs> I mean, my Bank of America checking account is what uh, I would probably say, but tweet thrown. All right. That was fun. Um, this will be a returning uh, little segment on the show. Mm. Uh, just testing your pop culture. Uh, you do like the song, though, Frank. You brought that up to me. I do like this song. This is a, this is a good song by, by the Post Malone. You know who else is yeah. featured on this song? Sway something. Sway Lee. Yeah. But, yeah. There we go. There you go. You got it. So you know some things. Um, but yeah, this was a this was a fun episode. Uh, um, we'll be back again next week. Like I said, um, mm. we're gonna keep talking about Game of Thrones. It's gonna be a comp- uh, a topic of conversation un- up until the show ends. That will be fun. You got anything else, Frank? You wanna you wanna show me the receipts? That you're in your bag. I don't know. I don't got much else to talk about. All right. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's it. Um, that was that was a fun episode. All right. I will talk to you later, Frank. Talk to you later. Right. Bye. 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 <laughs>